Well, hello. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Church Leadership Lab. Uh, we are talking about all things Easter weekend, but before you think about what that means, let me explain. Uh, we know that a lot of time and energy is put into planning, executing, thinking about um, Good Friday, Easter, the week leading up, the whole weekend, uh, rightfully so. It's a big weekend for the church, and so we love that. Uh, hopefully we've helped uh, in some small ways in contributing to doing that really well. Uh, but what we want to talk about is what do you do after? Uh, we talk a lot about before, preparing, uh, during, all of that. But especially for you church leaders, uh, those of you who have put in a ton of time, whether you're full-time staff, whether you're volunteer, bivocational, whatever that looks like, um, what does your time look like after? And in particular, what does it look like to rest well after uh, such a busy weekend and a full weekend of ministry? Hopefully, come Sunday night, you will sit there and your heart will be full. Uh, but your tank will be empty. And so what does it look like to rest well? So we just want to go through some quick things to talk about that. Um, obviously, I have Casey co-host here. Hey, Casey. Hey. I, who doesn't love a bonus? Every a Bonus should be a I very so, positive yeah. word, right? I, cannot think I hope it's a surprise. We bonus. used to do this thing. I worked at Starbucks for a, uh, for a long time. And early on, there was this thing called surprise and delight. And so like, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. So I like do, surprise absolutely. and delight is like you're coming up to order your latte and me working at Starbucks is like, I'm just going to straight give you a blueberry scone and it's going to be on the house and I'm about to surprise and delight you. So I know that biblically we are actually not supposed to announce Correct. when we're fasting, but my church is fasting the 12 days leading up to it. So we're, we're okay. for fasting right now. And the Mexican restaurant where I went to meet my mother for dinner the other night while I'm just enjoying her company while she's enjoying her enchiladas. They surprised and delighted us with, hey, you won free sopapillas. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so, so I guess a bonus isn't always a great thing. It's yeah. great. It's just not on time. So maybe I'll just, yeah, <laughs> I'll hopefully, have to save that. <laughs> I mean, if you're fasting from podcasts, you're probably not even hearing this anyway. So Exactly. That's a really yeah. valid point. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's brutal. Um, so anyway, yeah, we wanted to just provide this episode and, and walk through. We have seven ways to rest well uh, after this upcoming weekend, Easter, Good Friday. So we're going to jump right into them. Uh, I'm going to start with number one. The first one is this, unplug. So number one, unplug. And here's what I mean by that. Um, specifically, get off of social media and hopefully get off of your phone altogether. Um, the, the amount of time spent uh, on those things and, and like just, just the way that that can um, hinder rest, I think is really big. And sometimes we think of rest as like, oh, I just want to sit and do nothing. And actually there's some like proactive things that we need to do which I know we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But one of the things that I think is really important is to, um, is to get off the screen, is to stop scrolling social media. Um, especially, I know I've had this. I don't know if you've, ever, if you've experienced this, Casey, either. But after a big weekend of ministry, which other churches have experienced as well, and I'm on social media, is, is there's sort of this sense of, and again, maybe it's because I'm a perfectionist, but 
I have this sense of like, oh, we didn't do that. No. <laughs> we didn't, you know, man, we we didn't do it. Ours didn't look or sound like that. Or man, that was a super good idea. I should have thought about that. Or you know what I mean? That sort of comparison game. So. Yeah, that's a real fast way to steal my joy after I know that I've executed something with excellence or to mm. the best of my ability is to then compare it to the best of yes. someone else's ability. I am a gold medal winner <laughs> in that sport. So just like eliminate, yeah. <laughs> eliminate the temptation. I have a, I have a black belt in comparison. Break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we are. Um, we're really good at doing that. So how about we yes. uh, remove it? And, and you're, I love that you said rest well, not just rest. So to be actually really good at that, yep. um, that's a great right. number one. I think you're speaking to me. This <laughs> yeah. is personal, Scott. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. All right, what, give us number two, Casey. All right, number two. To me, this is going to sound almost obvious, but we got to think about it. Is spend time with God. Again, most, of course, this podcast is for anyone, but it's especially for church leaders, whether you are on staff or a volunteer. So, man, we, during this Easter season, we spend a lot of time around God or preparing for other people to be with God, which can sometimes allow us to not have mm. our time. Um, I know I've been guilty of that. So if we are resting well, knowing that all this preparation that goes into this big weekend immediately after, because we were talking like immediately after, right? Sunday night, Monday morning, that very next week, spending time with God in that time of rest, preferably in some kind of silence and solitude, yep. really meditating and in scripture. So super practical, my favorite word. Uh, we have provided a reading plan a specific reading plan for resetting. So those, um, the link to that will be in the notes. So not just around God, but specifically with yeah, God, just really you good. and him. All right. Number three is this, uh, get outside. Um, now Ooh. I will give a caveat for those of you who have chosen to live in places <laughs> where Easter is like not always the best weather. This may be a little challenging. Um, but I think for most, hopefully, you can actually get outside, um, take a walk, go for a run, you know, sit out in the sun if the sun is shining. Um, you know, again, it, well, it may not be possible. Hopefully, a lot of us can do this. And and there's a there's there's a couple reasons. One, like just being in creation, being in nature. I think for for a lot that can be very uh, energizing. There are some specific things like whether it's sunlight and vitamin D or the you know the, just some of that and the way that affects our physical health or mental health. Um, but it's interesting. I read this. I found this quote that I'm actually going to read here. Um, and so this is a quote uh, from the American Psychological Association. Uh, Dr. Lisa Nisbet says this, uh, there is mounting evidence from dozens and dozens of researchers that nature has benefits for both physical and psychological human well-being. Uh, she goes on to say, you can boost your mood just by walking in nature, even in urban nature. And the sense of connection you have with the natural world uh, seems to contribute to happiness even when you're not physically uh, immersed in nature. So essentially, even getting outside, being in the world that God created, uh, has those lasting effects even when we go back uh, inside and that sort of thing. So whatever you're doing, if possible, go ahead and get outside. 
even if it requires a jacket and gloves and scarves yeah. and snow boots, but also you chose that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you Don't blame you us live, for your bad but... decisions. Okay. <laughs> Which I'm not, I'm not being serious because I live in a place where sometimes it snows on Easter. So I, you I get do. it. You're yeah, speaking I'm yourself. See, with, yeah. number one was for me. Number three was exactly. for you. I see what we've done here. <laughs> All right. Number four is a little bit of like a three part two is move your body. If you can get outside, excellent. Even better kind of for bonus points is to do something active, do something actually physical. Even if that is a short walk, anything to get actual exercise back to the psychology of this all moving our body, getting exercise is so, so good for our mental health. And I do love how much we have talked about mental health and the psychology of us protecting ourselves and um, how that connects to our spiritual health as well. So keeping that one really short because it ties right into get outside exactly. and get moving. And you don't have to do so anything crazy. It's probably not a good idea to like start P90X the day after Good Friday and Easter. <laughs> Is that still a thing? I did it. I had, I had all uh, the DVDs yeah, and the DVDs. DVDs are those little silver things that went into a specific player. Yeah, shout like out to VCRs. the younger folks watching uh, or listening to this who have no idea what we're talking about. They're not listening. They just tuned yeah. out. We have like, no who are these idea, old people but... talking about DVDs and CDs? <laughs> yeah. P90X. Oh, yeah. No, I, totally I did too. Did. I've done it multiple times actually. Um, and uh, I'm a fan. Just uh, – just... This episode exactly. Is Shout by Tony out to Horton. Tony Horton. Do your best and forget the rest. That's what he says. So that's that'll be well. That'll be a little. That'll be like a little bonus tip about uh, you know Good Friday is do your yep. best, forget the rest. So many bonuses. I love this. Might be my favorite episode ever. <laughs> All right, uh, number five is this: spend time with friends and family. I know that in the busyness of the season, sometimes. Plans get canceled. Sometimes you just can't make things. There's different events. There's stuff that it's like, hey, I got a lot on my plate I can't do, which is a sacrifice that you make to serve the church and to serve your people. Um, hopefully you don't sacrifice your family in the process, but you make uh, your family makes a, a, a kind of a, a sacrifice together. Um, that's a whole nother episode to, to dive into that. But uh, it, it is really helpful, I think, to make some intentional plans uh, after that season to engage in relationships. So um, if you are married and have a family, maybe it's time with your spouse, with your kids, maybe you're single and it's connecting with your community, your friends, just planning something fun to do um, and to have those those times to kind of uh, engage and to make up for those moments that you lost. I think that can be really helpful um, relationally, uh, but it also, I think, is helpful to kind of avoid um, a ton of isolation as well. Now, maybe you're an introvert and you're like, isolation sounds amazing because I was just with people nonstop. Uh, so I think planning on a lot of that um, is good, but we're also relational beings. And so we are created, even the strongest of introverts is still created to be in, in connection and relationship with other people. So make some of those plans, spend time with friends and family. And I think that's going to really help in resting and recovery. I'm going to add to this one, one really quickly before we move on. Cause this was me for like the first 10 years that I lived 
thousands of miles away from my my core fit, my parents, my brother, when we were in full-time ministry and Easter, Christmas, all those very family oriented times, like, well, what do I do? I, I can't, I yeah. can't be there. I'm going to work. I'm going to be leading 15 services this weekend. I don't, so we made a decision year early, early on. We will pick a day, either a month before a month after a week, whatever that's Christmas this year. You know, it's like January 12th. It doesn't matter. It was ours. So acknowledging, hey, this is a sacrifice and it's it's a good yeah. one, but it still stinks. It still kind of hurts that I don't get to have this family thing on the day that everyone else gets to and not pretending like yeah. that felt great. Like it's okay. Like this does, it is a sacrifice, but how can well, we have our and own? And something so. too for those maybe listening who have church leaders that you're working with or that are that are in your church or mm-hmm. would it, like who might be in that situation also extend an invitation to say hey come come be a part of our you know brunch or dinner on Easter or um yeah. you know because while while you want to allow them to say no if they're like hey we we do have plans sometimes that can be really special too like we're actually going to be kind of grafted into this family and their traditions because ours you know is a thousand miles away or whatever it might be as you said that two families are so vivid in my mind that when i was you know 24 years old i said congratulations you're part of our family now because we know that you're thousands away from yours and they still to this day they are that's mama, hey, mama t. t shout out to mama t she knows who she is and yeah. she she's mama. She adopted me when I didn't yeah. have family close by. So yes, adopt yeah. your local pastors who are young yeah. and away from their family. Adopt the <laughs> pastors program. Yeah. I love that. Okay, sorry, we'll move on. Number six is express gratitude. Um, I have a terrible memory. Yep. I don't know about you, Scott. The older I get, I feel like, man, like things just happen so quickly. And you're on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I go, what even happened? Like, I know yeah. I was there. <laughs> I know it was great. But man, it's a blur. And long gone are the days of printed yeah. photos and scrapbooks where we build memories. So pause during that unplug or during that nature walk, whatever it is, and write down or make a, a voice memo, host a podcast, and <laughs> just list, listing all the really good things that God did and how he showed up, the life change stories, um, even the things that we don't know happened. Just think, you know, God, thank you for the things that I may never even hear about, but all the good stuff that I am trusting took place and that I got to be a tiny part of pausing to express gratitude, put pen to paper or speak it out loud, share those stories so that we don't get lost in the tactical, but we really just get to pause and express yeah. gratitude and celebrate before yeah. we move on to the next I was just talking thing. with um, a friend who's uh, um, a lead pastor, and we were talking about how in ministry, so much of the work, you know, the, the time you put in, the, the all mm-hmm. of it, um, you don't necessarily see the immediate return. Um, actually, we were talking about how we enjoy yeah. like building something or yard work or, you know, something really tangible because so much mm-hmm. of your work is is spent doing something you 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 might not ever yourself see the 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 return on and see here's how that work impacted that person now it is you know but the but a lot of it might be sowing seeds or you know different things like that so i think too expressing gratitude is a helpful reminder that 
no, like the, there, there's some really good things happening and God's moving and working and, um, you know, that that's happening and that, that recalling that to the mind is really important. Well, it's so we, we live in this world yeah. of instant gratification and right? I can click publish and then immediately see yep. that people like it or, yeah. <laughs> or don't <laughs> like, like we have this instant, we can see exactly what happened the moment after it happened. So to express gratitude for something that you may not actually see, but you're trusting yeah. that, you know, God did, that's pretty powerful. And I need to yeah. practice that. I'm not good at it. So I need to see it to know how to celebrate it. I'm celebrating something that I didn't even get to yeah. witness. That's 100%. actually pretty cool. All right. Number seven, uh, this is our last official one. And then we do have a little bonus here, but number seven is do something for fun. Um, I, in ministry, I was absolutely terrible at this. So just to call it out, um, <laughs> didn't have hobbies, didn't really have like, you know, I was like, what do you do for fun? And my answer was sort of like, yeah, um, uh, yard work. And what's the right yeah. answer that I should say into that? <laughs> yeah. Which maybe that is, that's, that's, that's legitimate, but do something for more fun than just reading. Have you found uh, something for fun? Did you ever? Yeah. Yeah. I like to fish. I really like to fish. Yeah. Okay. Oh, feel, that's felt, that felt a little judgy. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. You don't strike me. But that's, I think that's the beauty. See? Like, you don't know what exactly. people do. Yeah. I'm a secret true. fisherman. I like it. Yeah. A secret fisherman. Uh, Are you yeah, good Yeah, decent. It? Yeah. Or is that not the nah, Getting better. Um, we live, we, we're, we're not too far perfect. from, um, it's like a large pond, maybe. Small lake. I don't know what we'd call it. Maybe a small <laughs> lake. Um, so we can get there like in in short period of time and yeah, throw some lines in. So that's been the hobby. Someone out there knows the actual difference between a pond and a lake. There's like, I know this is really irrelevant, but Oklahoma, from what I've been told has the largest hill because it is three feet shorter than a mountain. Interesting. Someone knows yeah. that. <laughs> like someone knows. Well, Scott, tell me how much blah 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 yeah. is. Oh, that's a pond, my yeah, friend. Yeah, how much cubic like, no, water is it? People know these things. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, my bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, who's who decides that? Who's the, who gets to decide? Yeah, this know. is going to be the threshold. You know, it's a lot of power. A lot of power. Yep. That is a level yeah, of authority that I do not well, have, my friend. Vice versa. What do you do for fun? If I shared my that I like to fish. Oh, yeah. I was you ask yeah. Um, a couple years ago, okay. I got into cycling, um, like bicycling. And it was like, well, how hard can that be? Of course I can ride a bike. Turns out cycling is Talking like road harder. bike or like BMX uh, tricks or what? Yeah. Oh, no, that would. Uh, okay. No, that is not my jam. Uh, I like okay. speed, but not danger. I don't like to get hurt. Uh, so no, not BMX, but like cycling, like road nice. cycling. Um, so getting outside and getting active because I'm not fast, which is great because I can say, Hey kids, I'm going to get a 50 miler in. And they're like, that's yeah. going to take her all day. I'm like, correct. See you tomorrow morning. You're exactly right. <laughs> I'm not yeah, see you later. So that's an entire day of solitude and nature. And see, I'm like, I'm listening you to your sound you wisdom All right, on my bike. All right. Are you shooting um, the bonus tip or am I? We doing this together? Okay. Uh, 
preaching to the choir as we are telling ourselves all the good things to do. If you are a church leader and you are listening to this, the bonus tip is you have to lead by example. So you may not be able to do all seven of these, but if you are not setting aside time, if you are not resting, if you are not doing these things, how is your team ever going to do it for themselves? Because you are not doing it for you. So doing it yourself, leading by example, and I love having accountability. So if you need to send to your team your exact days off, share with them where you're going to be, whatever you want to do, but um, give yourself permission to not just tell your staff to do this great stuff, but do it yourself because the strongest endorsement you can give is your own behavior. So be a good example. Take time off. Go fishing. Ride a bike. Do all of the above. That's awesome. Yeah. Or some of it. Some of it, all of it. Exactly. Yeah. We hope these, these can spark, you know, some, maybe some ideas that might fit you, your context, your life season, you know, but the goal is that you are intentional about resting well, uh, after a full weekend of ministry. And so we are, uh, depending on when you listen to this, uh, we are cheering you on, uh, this weekend. And if you're listening after we are cheering on your rest and, uh, and recovery and, and really hope that this is a fruitful time of ministry. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we'll be back with our regularly scheduled episodes uh, uh, shortly after this one, but we hope that this bonus episode has been helpful. This episode of the Church Leadership Lab podcast is brought to you by Ministry Brands, the largest provider of church technology software. Over 90,000 churches rely on ministry brands for their single platform solution that brings together all the digital tools a church needs. From online giving to websites to church management software and more, Ministry Brands is leading the way in simple to use, innovative solutions, all with the goal of empowering healthy churches. To learn more, visit ministrybrands.com. 